0: indigenous rights radio because knowledge is power indigenous leaders are taking action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to act as guardians of ecosystems manage pollution and protect the natural environment cultural survival attended cop 28 in dubai and spoke to some of the indigenous delegates who attended
1: Hi, my name is Amber Rose. Um, I'm a proud Gumbangir woman from the mid-north coast of New South Wales in Australia. Um, I'm here with the Australian Government Delegation and doing a PhD on the relationship between our lands, climate and health.
0: Can you tell us about um, how climate change is affecting your community back home?
1: It's affecting my mother's countries and my father's country in different ways, Um, but mostly through um, you know, for, especially for my mother's communities, we're saltwater, freshwater people, so we really rely on our water sources and climate change is definitely affecting the health of our water systems. And if our water systems are unwell, that impacts, has a really significant flow on effects to everything else um, because we rely on that as a source. Um, particularly with my father's communities, it's getting really dry and we're not able to do the kind of cultural practices that are required to keep country healthy Um, and so with the impacts of climate change it compounds what's going on in my father's communities for example not being able to do cultural burns means that there's a really high fuel um, load so then when country gets really dry and then when a like a destructive fire breaks out it just sort of scorches everything um, and we're not able to do our cultural practices that are able to mitigate the impacts of climate change in that way. This is only my second COP, but what I'm noticing is that there is a disconnect between kind of grassroots organisations, things that are happening on the ground in my communities and these kind of high-level events where Indigenous peoples' voices are not as valued or heard as they should be, particularly as we are the caretakers of our lands. Um, It seems like it's a bit of a farce, it's a bit of a kind of scapegoat situation Um, and I think it creates a lot of noise without actually producing as much action, particularly from world leaders and governments that don't have um, the health of country and the health of people truly in mind. If we did, climate action would have happened a long time ago, but it hasn't. So my expectation is trying to understand these mechanisms of inaction and how our voices and solutions can be prefaced um, to start to change the way that this works because coming here, you know, meeting and talking, uh, negotiating different targets, if there's no real tangible outcome that is honouring the health of our lands and the health of our communities, then is this the mechanism for us? Unfortunately, it is the mechanism because it's like the highest governmental sort of platform in discussing these, but I think there's definitely room for improvement both like on a paradigm shift, on a practice shift, uh, and a dismantling of certain structures that are gatekeeping or that are not honoring indigenous voices.
0: For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter, and listen to Indigenous Rights Radio on Spotify.